I'm almost crying as I'm talking about it because it's just, I'm supposed to be talking to these people. And I don't know how it's going to work out, but if I hadn't been doing this podcast, I would not have had the center and the, you know, come back to myself. So I'm very thankful to everyone and the podcast. Welcome to Podcasting in Real Life, the Buzzsprout show where we dive into the real-life stories of podcasters in the middle of their podcasting journey. I'm your host, Travis Albritton, head of content at Buzzsprout, and you won't hear anyone famous on these podcast episodes. Instead, what you hear are everyday podcasters, just like you, sharing personal stories about how podcasting has impacted them and the things that they've learned along the way. And in today's episode, I got to sit down with the co-host of Imperfect Parenting, Ariel Anderson. And what was really cool about this conversation, what I really appreciated about Ariel, is her commitment to staying connected to her mission. She shares vulnerably about times where she's questioned if she should continue to make episodes, continue to produce her podcast, and the things that help her stay connected to the reason that she decided to start podcasting and the reason why she keeps doing it which is to serve the people that listen. And I think she just shares an incredible perspective that we can all emulate. And I also appreciate how she shared the way that podcasting has truly changed her perspective on life, that without podcasting, without starting her podcast, Imperfect Parenting, she probably wouldn't be who she is today. And it's just a really cool story that she shares. Now, Ariel's podcast started in a car, not a production studio. And she started it with her husband shortly after he lost his job. So podcasting in general, I think the first podcast I ever heard when I was I was still living in California, I was uh, with a tech IT Mac geek at the time, and he introduced me. He was just all about podcasts, and uh, I I loved it. You know, it was controllable radio, and and I could find my own topic. I didn't have to listen to commercials most of the time, at least at that time, especially. And but you know, that's just been a part of my life for a long time, and. Uh, I appreciated that. When I came to Europe, podcasts, people weren't listening as much at that time. This was quite a long time ago. And then as far as the, my own podcast, I actually never planned on it at all. What basically happened is my husband lost his job and it was unexpected and we were freaked out and freed all at the same time. So it was a massive kind of <laughs> shift in life and we were sitting in the car and we started podcasting. We in fact did three podcasts uh, in a row, we three different topics. And it was just more of a joke. Actually, it sounded quite good inside the car, I have to say. <laughs> and, uh, and we kept doing it. We did it day after day. And then from there, I probably wouldn't have done it. I probably wouldn't have gone live with it, except that my husband is happy to do things messy, so to speak, just kind of go forward. I'm the perfectionist, which is why Imperfect Parenting is ironic because <laughs> I spent so much time trying to get everything all lined up beforehand. So we actually started in the spring of last year to record in our car. None of those episodes have aired maybe as you know a learning experience we'll someday share those with people. But we started acquiring equipment, trying different mics and all of that while in the background I was building websites. Now we started two podcasts at the same time with the intention of doing them together, but each of us leading different ones. We both had passions for both things, but 
more of one than the other. So we basically now taken over, I've taken over mine and he's taken over his and we've kind of leading those. And we didn't launch until the end of the year. <laughs> so we, uh, what really, really did it for me, I'll tell you, Travis, I was, still wasn't sure, even though we were doing all this backend work, I had said, let's just have some conversations, have some fun with it. I am not doing interviews. Are you kidding? I'm such a chicken. There's no way I'm doing that. And then we went on holiday to where my husband's from in Sweden. And we, I said, just for fun, I'm going to take our equipment. And I met this woman and she scared the crap out of me. Really, honestly, she was tough Swedish woman, I thought. And in the end, I just said, I need to talk to you. And that was our first interview, actually the second episode, but the first interview. And it was long and it was amazing. We cried together and it was because of her that, that transformed everything. I said, I, I have to do this. And so even though we're in the middle of a transatlantic move and all this madness of our lives and, and uh, the last thing I need to be doing is sitting down and spending time on a podcast and doing conversations with people and, and uh, all that comes with that, I, I keep trying to stop and I can't. Every time I stop, somebody else comes and I'm like, okay, just this, just one more. And then I realize that just one more is more and more and more. So I just uh, realize that it's, it's a path now. So... It makes sense. <laughs> so that's fascinating to me that, well, well, hearing the kind of pretend start three episodes in a car, <laughs> trying to figure it out, while also simultaneously trying to figure out everything else in your life. Yeah. Because losing a job is a jarring experience, especially when it's not expected. So I'm curious how much of the podcast and just kind of trying to figure out the next step in your life at that moment how much did those two things impact each other, where the podcast was impacted by what was going on in your life, but then also your life was impacted by starting the podcast? I'm curious what that crossover was like. It was impossible for them not to interconnect. For It's it just impossible. The life change was bleeding in to both podcasts. It, it could not have because it was so it's so it is so present in our lives now we're at a point where we know where we're headed we're headed back to California uh, or back for me back to California for him moving to California he has friends and family there too but at that time and still now the transition it, it's just it I think it pushed us a little bit more actually because it was something opening like we love where we live Czech Republic's amazing Europe is amazing and there's a there's a very different energy in Northern California as far as the kind of conversations and the way that we want to cooperate and connect it's just different partly to do with our language barrier and the mentality of how people were raised here how to how to work in the world so for us we realized that on one hand we were thinking what the heck is going on here like are we no let's just we we actually my husband applied for 100 jobs during the time we were doing the podcast and still determined to be here we knew back in the back of our mind, this is a massive life change. And it never happens just one thing. There's always a ripple of things happen at the same time. And I always am asking for signs. And then there's this sort of attachment to how we're supposed to do things. We're supposed to have a big job. My husband has another family. We need to be able to support them. This is madness. And we never, we never started the podcast for money. It was just which also didn't make sense. When we had a life change going on, we're like, we should be doing something else. And I hate the word should, so that was any pretty powerful. But yeah, so I mean, a lot of the stories come in. I mean, it actually gave us fuel for different conversations because we were talking about downsizing and, and 
becoming more minimalist and how how do you get your family involved? And at the same time, we have the other podcast, which is more corporate and work-oriented. And it made, started making us look at what other people doing and how they're how they're doing their lives and how people are doing the traditional way and the non-traditional way, entrepreneur, this and that. We had so many different, it just, it opened something just, I, it just exploded. It didn't open, it exploded. <laughs> something exploded. And uh, yeah, so I think we, it took us a while to give in to the reality, which was something, something big is, is changing inside of both of us. And the podcast, both podcasts, and the experience of podcasting was not only relationship therapy in a massive way, because we're working together all the time between life stuff. But at the same time, the, the guests and the podcast, it's just growing us in such a profound way, in a way we couldn't have imagined in the beginning. In the beginning, it was for fun, whatever. We're just kind of blowing off steam about our lives. I had no idea, even though in my normal life, i I do get it. Like people are such a huge part of my whole existence, learning from them, growing from them, growing each other, this sort of empathic connection and circular, you know, that every client I ever had as a coach, I, I always got something too. You know, it's just, it never goes one direction, but it, it's, it is really uh, exciting to see how things continue to open and evolve. And, and we literally, we just think of a country and then somebody pops up there on our, on our buzzcast. Like, what? What? Um, bus, sorry, not Buzzcast, Buzzsprout. Sorry about that. And, or I think, you know, it'd be interesting to talk to somebody like this and then somehow they show up or, oh no, you know what? I don't have any guests anymore. I guess I should just slow down. And then all of a sudden people started contacting us. And I was like, how did they even know we exist? You know? So yeah, it's, it's, it's a huge journey. And I'm thankful, even though it was terrifying at the time that the explosion of work shift happened. So Yay. It's scary, but yay. <laughs> well, and do you think that you would have started your podcast, your respective podcasts, if that hadn't happened? No. I can say a fast no. Absolutely not. It was just, uh, I even I actually was hardly listening to podcasts at that time. I, I had my daughter a couple of years before, and she's been con- all-consuming in a wonderful and intense way. But I have hardly listened to podcasts. Uh, so yeah, no. That wouldn't have happened. And I could say that uh, my husband and I are perfect team in the way that I have this just unending creativity and ideas. Da, 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 da. I, creative block does not exist in my world. And But action, I can be such a perfectionist that it takes me so long because I really, I want the sound perfect and I want the website perfect and I want the guests to feel like it's professional and everything looks perfect. You know, even though I'm trying to be imperfect, it, it's... Uh, that's the reality. Whereas my husband has less ideas, but he's so good at the action and, you know, he has no fear to just contact somebody. Yeah, that person, I love their book. I'm just going to contact them. Hey, they're going to be on the show next week. What? You know, (laughs) it's a good combo. Same with the back end stuff as well. So, well, and talk to me a little bit about the the nature of your podcast, because I'm always fascinated with the kinds of podcasts that people create. Because when you're starting from scratch, you can literally make whatever you want. (laughs) And so I'm curious about kind of the origin of the imperfect parenting angle. Was that born out of a personal frustration or conversations you were having or experiences that you were experiencing yourself and then other people that you knew and you're like, we need to talk about this. Like, what was it that really prompted you to want to create imperfect parenting in the way that it is right now? 
yes, yes, and yes to all of those things. <laughs> when when my husband said I want to do a, he said he wanted to do a podcast, and I said, okay, we need to do them together. Hmm. <laughs> I had so many different things I wanted to do. I like to work a lot with intuition. That was a big thing. And actually, that's probably the next step. There'll be some podcasts, more podcasts in the future. Yet the reality is that my life is all consumed by parenting and parenthood because my daughter is three now and she's not in school. So I know that, that there's no chance for me to really go too deep into those other things because it's going to come back to the, the beast of... <laughs> Of parenting, so I thought let's let's not fight the the current. Let's just go with what's here. And at the same time, you asked me about where it's born from. It was really born on a playground. I, I do a lot of writing, uh, have since I could write basically, and I spend a lot of time outside in the playground with my daughter since we live in an apartment in a city. So you, it's a great place to connect with people and meet new friends for the kids. Da da da. And so you have a lot of conversations, and in our area with people from all over the world. And the common thing that kept coming up is, oh, so it's not just me. Other people are, you know, you, you feel them sort of, their bodies are contracted as they're talking about, so is your kid in school? Have you stopped breastfeeding? Do you, I mean, all the questions, all the things, the supposed tos. And you know they're asking because there's, there's a decision that they've made that somebody else has already said isn't okay or whatever it is. And so I started to realize, like, there has to be a way to unclench and feel better about what you're doing. And I, you know, look as a writer and a, you know, we have writers in the family and we love reading books and, and podcasts are amazing. And there's so many great ideas out there, forums, da, da. But the bottom line is only we know what's really right for our particular family. And all these wonderful resources are meant to be a way of collecting information and then using your own body, family, intuition, whatever, to make the right decision. So I realized that I wanted to be able to speak. And while I can be an outgoing person and I connect with people in the playground and whatever, it's easier. I realized that this made sense to, to do it. We could possibly reach more people in beyond the playground. And really, that was the that's the push. So I, I, I've been in the playgrounds and I did some writing. And one of the pieces was Imperfect Parenting. And at the time, we, we laugh about this a lot. I said, I didn't see anything about imperfect parenting when we were choosing our name. And we decided that we, we had to have blinders on to not see that there were other people with almost the exact same thing going on because we would have convinced ourselves that the voice is already out there. And I know now that there can be a thousand different voices about the same topic because everyone connects with a different voice and, and we need to just let go into that and trust that our audience is the right one and they'll find us and we'll find each other somehow and to not uh, worry about if, you know, there's other parenting shows. Now I see, I look around, I'm like, oh, wow, on Facebook, there's how many imperfect parenting shows? That's okay, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> so, that's been yes. a good journey. <laughs> I think if there's one universal visceral fear, it is parents thinking, am I being a good parent to my child, or am I scarring them for life and totally messing up their future from my lack of expertise? Because I'm a new parent, so I can totally relate to that feeling <laughs> and be like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? How do I know? You know, because, and there is a no shortage of information about how you quote unquote should be parenting your children. And so I do think, yes, that's a huge need. And then and I think if you don't think of that, to me, like, that's that's the key. It's not if you're do you're screwing up your kids. Yeah, we're gonna we're all gonna 
F up and do things that our kids are going to come back and say, you did that to me. It's inevitable, no matter how conscious we try to be. So, I, but I think if we're asking the question, that's great. Like that means that at least we're, we're aware. We're like, Ooh, yeah, I could have said that nicer, or I could have just stopped what I was doing and, and read that book. Like just before I got on the podcast, I was kind of freaking out because everything crashed. <laughs> <laughs> after hours of trying to set it up and then I uh my daughter came screaming in the room which she always does before I have a conversation slash interview she just she wants my attention so I literally I was like no this is not the time I need my 15 minutes before and she just looked at me and I said okay we stepped in the hallway and I quickly read a dolphin book she was happy she could move on and so could I you know, it's all fine. <laughs> so, but it's, you know, part of that imperfect parenting, the imperfect parent, you know, I just wanted to say, give me space. But I realized, you know, sometimes you just have to roll with it anyway. So you're going to hear a little bit of rain because a thunderstorm just started. Just so you That's know. all right. This is the real life part of podcasting. <laughs> you know, we can't control the weather, unfortunately, <laughs> or our children at times. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we did have a nice little uh, technical mishap at the beginning of this interview, which was not captured, but... Needless to say, we are now bonded as spirit animals through that yes. experience, through that trial. <laughs> so you were talking about how when you started the podcast, you had it with blinders on. You didn't want to know what anybody else was doing. You just want to kind of follow your intuition. And then now you see there's a lot of parenting podcasts out there, but that's not actually a big deal. So kind of dive into that a little bit more. Like, What have you discovered about the people that listen to your podcast and, you know, why it's not necessarily something that people should consider when they're first starting is, well, I really want to make this because it's what I'm passionate about, but there's 50 other ones. So I probably shouldn't waste my time. Like, why is that not well, a good way to do it? <laughs> well, I mean, I think, uh, I think we all have limiting beliefs that keep us safe. You know, we can have a thousand different reasons why we shouldn't do something. It's when that nagging little niggling voice in the back doesn't go away that you realize, okay, <laughs> you have to just forget about that. The main thing I would say, actually, I did have some hiccups because <laughs> if I'm allowed to share those, oh, yeah. I, I did have some moments in my journey with, you know, other people are doing the same thing because we actually had, my, my husband always knows this, that we, without realizing it, and we're, we create a ripple effect sometimes, you know, we do something, people are like, hey, why aren't we doing that? And so suddenly people will, around us will start say, you know, doing a podcast or getting married or whatever it is, some ripple effect. Uh, it's quite funny. But we actually had a really funny incident where somebody, we found that there was a big group of people watching us somewhere. And we were like, this is interesting. And then suddenly, actually, somebody had almost the same logo, similar. It was like, and I had a moment, my husband, that just doesn't matter. So what's going on here? Wait a minute. And like, it's the highest form of flattery. And then I said, you know, I realize it. But actually, what it did was it sort of like somebody in school, it, it pushes, it pushed us to, it pushed me to work better. I felt like I wanted to have the sound better. I wanted the website better. It actually pushed me to go to sometimes more uncomfortable places or work a little harder, not in a, an extreme way, but just made me take second glances to improve and also be more specific in my own mind about, like you, you asked before, about who, who is our listener. And because it, I think the thing that people get caught up in, and, and not to get into marketing because we're not, we're not selling anything. We're not making money. This is not—it's not a business at the moment. It's a passion. But there's still that who—who who is the person I'm talking to? That's kind of important, as you asked before. And I think that sometimes you see all these different parenting 
shows and you don't really know what the answer is to that. Sometimes you do. Sometimes it's super clear. You have somebody who has a very specific topic and other times you don't. So then it starts to make you, it, it started to make us look at ourselves like, well, yeah, we should be a little more clear on that. And I always struggle with that. We're both pleasers. So we sort of like, but we want everyone to be happy, right? But you can't really do that. So I think we still work quite passionately. We don't really pick topics. That's not how I, I function too often. Sometimes something pops up and I'll address it, you know, like a holiday or or whatever. But usually it's something that's coming up in our lives and whatnot. And But at the same time, we are still, like you said, we're talking to a particular group. I have somebody in my mind. I think Kathy Heller made something really clear to me the other day because I was doing a coaching call with a group of her podcast people. and. She was saying something about, it's you, your audience is you. Think about you in the past, you right now, what do you struggle with, what are your pain points? And I'd never thought of it like that. Honestly, all these years of marketing and what is my customer when I'm coaching and when I was in wellness and different things, when I was a teacher even, I was thinking I never could find that clarity and somehow that gives me something to think about. Who have I been and where am I and, and what are still my struggles and how honest am I about that? <laughs> so... And can I be more honest? Of course, can always be more authentic. So. Yeah, well, and, and I've found that, you know, people come for the content and they usually stay for the host. They stay for <laughs> the person because if they connect with you, then they want to hear your thoughts about the thing that 50 people are talking about. Yeah. And so it's not necessarily like it's not the most important thing. I mean, obviously, if you're going to do a podcast where you sit around and talk about beer and, you know, the sports <laughs> games, there's a lot of those, so you need to figure out what's going to make you special and unique, what's going to be your flair on it. But it's certainly not anything that would disqualify you from being able to have a podcast where you can grow an audience and connect with people and serve people. Now, I imagine during your journey <laughs> as a podcaster, there have been times where you thought, you know, I'm not really sure if I should continue doing this, or maybe my time is spent elsewhere would be more beneficial. And you kind of have referenced that a couple times. Uh, I'm wondering if there are any like particular moments or stories or interactions that have just really crystallized in your mind that you said, all right, this is what I need to go back to when I feel like I, I can't do it anymore or it's not worth continuing to pursue. Are there any of those kind of stories? Yeah. The first one was the one that I mentioned when I had this emotional and unexpectedly deep conversation with an absolute stranger in Sweden, this first guest that I had in podcast two. I thought, how did that happen? <laughs> how did that happen and why did it happen? I think that was a big piece and was that important for it to happen? And I think coming back to purpose, I think it's a big piece. When I think about I'm just somebody talking and rambling on to people <laughs> on the podcast, then then it sounds like, you know, who do I think I am to be talking about parenting and, and life and, you know, I'm I'm not, I, I never found expertise to be a good enough reason for me. PhDs aren't enough for me. It's, it is, like you said, it's about the person. For me, that connection and what happens with people is really big. The other one, most recently, was my, my husband backed off on the other podcast. He got discouraged by the numbers, had a different view on it than I did. And uh, also, I think he's also reevaluating where where his passion truly is. I think he needed to speak about the corporate world and all that stuff because of what was going on. And I think that his true passion lies somewhere else. And that was it. But, but him letting go was strong for me because we were partners and he stepped back. And it wasn't 
what are we going to do this week? It was, oh, what do you need me to edit this week? Oh, <laughs> so I started by just ripple effects, started to wonder if, you know, should I also be thinking about this? Should, am I being silly if I, the numbers aren't as high as we expected or, you know, and some people who've been doing it for two months and they're like, oh, I got 15K people today. I'm like, oh, really? Dude, <laughs> that's inspiring and annoying at the same time, <laughs> you know, but I had a day actually where I, I went to a cafe really close to our house where we go sometimes to work. It's tiny. It's a bunch of hipsters hang out there. We, we just love the coffee. So we just, you know, sit there on the uncomfortable chairs and enjoy the atmosphere of creativity. It's a lot of, and uh, I sat down, I was by myself, and this guy who worked in there, who I never really knew what his story was, he wasn't super talkative, and he just walked straight up to me, and I thought, oh no, what, what's he going to say? <laughs> and he walked straight up to me, and he said, I just want to, aren't you that imperfect parenting lady? Uh, yeah. And he said, I just wanted to say thank you because I feel like you're talking to me and my family and my wife and our reality. And I didn't, you know, something like I didn't think that, uh, you know, I would have that opportunity that somebody was out there talking to me. And that's all I needed. I, I just needed that little push because I was literally thinking, I don't want to be the flaky podcaster who just disappears after six months or five months at that time, I guess it was. And, uh. But yeah, so the universe heard my call and this stranger came up to me and I still, I didn't ask him, like, how do you know that was, how do you know? <laughs> I have no idea. So that was great. I just really thankful to, thankful to him. So. Well, and it's stories like that where it, it connects you back to, like, like you said, like the mission, the purpose, the reason you do it. It's not about being famous. It's not about thousands of people. It's individuals being able to impact individuals yeah whether it's sharing your story sharing other people's stories and and just recognizing like as a podcaster you have a profound impact on the people that listen to you like we really don't give it a lot of credit but when people every single week or however often you publish episodes tune in to listen to you and your thoughts like there's something really powerful about that there's something really incredible about that and it's incredibly motivating when you meet somebody on the street and you're like wow i had no idea that my little podcast was having this kind of an impact on this person. And you start to see that there's more at stake than just you and how you're feeling about it, right? That's where you transition yes. from being a hobbyist where you just do stuff because you feel like it and you transition to being more serious and more of, I guess the, the term would be professional, where you show, up, you show up to work, you show up to podcast because you know it's your duty to the people you're trying to serve. And that's just a very, it's a very important mindset shift. Yes. But when you can get there, then, then you have all the ammunition you need to power through and to, and to persevere. And it's the podcasters that persevere that ultimately end up where they want to be. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that people are pretty impatient, ourselves included. <laughs> you know, you, you, uh, you have to stick it out for sure. And, and it's not just about, oh, it takes time. It's also about your own journey. And, and when I think about where... I was the first day we were sitting in the car versus where I'm getting to now. And, and I'm still not there. I feel like the journey is for a lifetime, honestly. I, not that I'm, I don't know if I'm going to podcast for a lifetime, but I know that what's happening, you know, episode one versus now we're at episode almost 40 and what it's going to be at 100, it, it is going to be different. What I'm willing to put out there and how I can connect with people and vice versa as a big piece of it. And I, I really liked what one person said, which is it, when you start to 
overstress about your numbers being too low. Think about that many people showing up at your house and having a profound conversation or, you know, them hearing you and you having a conversation. Really? <laughs> Honestly, if it was even more than six people, <laughs> it would be feel like a lot sometimes. So, and most of us have more than six people on their podcast. So that's, uh, that helped me too, to think about that many people in the, in the house. I was like, how would they fit? Which rooms would they go into? How would we have that conversation? Made it real. <laughs> yeah, it makes it real. Like it, it, it reconnects you to the fact that these are actual people on the yeah. other side of these numbers. You know, like when you see cities and countries, it's like there's a person physically in Australia that listens to my podcast. And that's and awesome. They do, and I don't know anybody in, in whatever that city is. So it can't be my friend. So that's great. <laughs> it's not just your mom, right? It's exactly. <laughs> my parents can hardly get onto the podcast to listen. So I, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> so I'm curious about your, your long-term goals for your podcast. Because you've mentioned a couple times that you do some coaching, but you're also firmly in 100% parrot mode as well. You have this podcast that you enjoy doing, you want to continue doing. Like a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, what are your goals? What are the things that you're hoping that you can achieve? And what would be like the, the best case scenario, you think? I think that there's going to be more. I, I kind of see it like a, a tree that's growing. And right now I've only kind of got the roots and the base. It's sort of just starting to uh, get strong, you know, the, if I can say it like that, the foundation, so to speak. Uh, right now, I feel like I, I, I do coach people sort of more informally. I did actually for the first two years <laughs> coach, and then I just backed off recently. But I, I really honestly feel like this is my time to give and connect and engage. And I'm quite consciously not taking anything on or anyone on right now because I feel that that's I want to I want to build that trust and and connect and have a conversation uh, before I start to get into the place which is less interesting for me, which is making it into a business. Honestly, I mean I think that it's a it's a I need to support my life thing. If I think about it like that, then it doesn't work for me. So for me, it has to naturally evolve. And I, I see that what I'd like to do is I'd like to actually already now slowly do some sort of live events where I can connect with people, even if it's small. I'm thinking some, some pop-up things. And I'd like to do live online as well. And eventually, I would my big, big dream, if we're talking in the years to come, is yes, to have some coaching circles, but to really be able to go around the world and have some events where we're connecting and sharing ideas and laughing and, and continuing to see what's meant to happen. So I think that's, that's the loose vision. It's all about the people in the end for me. That is really awesome. Well, I hope that that happens. That sounds fantastic. Uh... <laughs> well, You'll be there, so <laughs> one of exactly. them. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> we go to New York. We've got my my hundred year old aunt there, so. <laughs> so you come over to the states, the East Coast, every once in a while. Oh, absolutely! Every year, my my dad lives over there, and my cousins, and my my great aunt who just had her big birthday. So, and some friends. So we're definitely on the East Coast, and even though we're West Coasties. Very cool. Very cool. So, <laughs> so how would you say that you have changed or grown as a person? As a result of your podcast, because I know that you mentioned that they're very intricately interwoven, your life and your podcast. Um, but I'm curious, like, what changes you've seen in yourself over the last seven months or so uh, as a result of connecting with people around the world, hearing other parenting stories, 
sharing your own stories? Like, like what kind of impact has that had on you? A really strong impact, actually, because one of the struggles that was happening before all of this, well, actually around the same time, was my own identity as a woman, mother, partner, person on the planet. I spent most of my, I'm an only child, I spent most of my life, you know, quite independent and traveling the world and connecting with people, giving, doing, I've had probably more than 22 different career paths, if you want to say, trying different things, learning different things. And I was that person who said, I will never lose myself in my relationship or in parenthood. I had been a nanny. I could see the perspective was so clear from the outside. And then I found myself immersed in a way I could never imagined. And I was, I, I don't want to say I was lost because my purpose is always still to be connected to people. And that, that was still there, but I, I wasn't able to see it. And in fact, I even, it's funny because uh, somebody was just talking about how sometimes the thing that you know that you're meant to do, that you love, that you're passionate about, I don't want to say you punish yourself, but sometimes you, you, you don't even let yourself look at it. And I felt like I wasn't writing very much anymore. I wasn't dancing very much anymore. And, and uh, I just, I don't know, there was a lot of different things that I had kind of stepped away from. And I realized that through the podcasting, and the conversations that were just naturally and intuitively happening with the different parents, I realized I wasn't alone, which was my whole point of my podcast, right? But it was also about me, of course. I mean, that's the whole point it was uh, that I realized it. And I, and I was listening to these moms and dads and the struggle, and I realized that no matter what I'm doing, that my path is always people. And so I didn't even realize that I was still on my path. I just didn't. I couldn't see it. Like there was a fog and I was just like, I'm not here. Where am I? Oh my gosh, I'm a mom. I'm overwhelmed. I can't sleep. I'm crazy. But the reality was that I'd always been on my path. And so I came back to meditation and I came back to giving away free what is natural to me, which is coaching people. And, you know, as soon as I said that, I had like four calls in a row with people, like hour and a half, basically coaching them on podcasting and life and motherhood and lifehood. So uh, get, if it weren't for the podcast, I think it, it would have taken much longer for me to get there if, you know, I would eventually get there when she's in school, but I, I was losing it. <laughs> so that, that need to come back to myself was, um, it was a necessity. So podcasting has, it brought me back to the true stories. It, there were a lot of mirrors reflecting back to all these incredible guests that I've had and been lucky to talk to. And then it was just, it was actually only, I'm going to be, if I'm really honest, Travis, it was in the last month that I really had the big aha where I felt, yeah, you know, this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm almost crying as I'm talking about it because it's just, I'm supposed to be talking to these people and I don't know how it's going to work out, but if I hadn't been doing these podcasts, I would not have had the center and the, you know, come back to myself. So I'm very thankful to everyone and the podcast. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure hearing your story, hearing about everything going on in, in Europe and your life and, and how it's impacted you. I've got one last question for you to okay. wrap up the interview. And this is a fun question. If you had a time machine that could go back in time to the day before you started your podcast and you could give yourself one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Let go. Just Completely be yourself. Don't think about anything. Be authentic. Be real. 
just imagine you're talking to your closest friend and let it all unfold as it's meant to. You're where you're supposed to be and you're on your path and your purpose is clear. If you are stressed about trying to be a good parent and need some encouragement to just know that you're not alone, make sure to check out Imperfect Parenting at imperfectparenting.net and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Do you wish that you could be featured on a future episode of Podcasting Your Real Life? Well, you can. All you have to do is click on the link in the show notes and you can submit your application. And if today's episode inspired you or resonated with you, I would love to hear back from you. Just leave a review in Apple Podcasts to let us know what you thought about this interview. And make sure to stick around for uh, a bonus episode this Friday where I answer Ariel's number one question about podcasting. So if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, make sure that you do so that when that episode comes out, it'll be ready for you in your queue. Well, that is it for today. Thanks for listening. And as always, keep podcasting.